Welcome to Embracing Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Avis Sparks. Thank you for joining us. I pray that something shared blesses you and encourages you in your walk with Christ. Join me as I speak with this week's guest. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Embracing Abundant Life. I'm your host, Dr. Ava Sparks. And with me today, I have Ms. Anna Williams. Uh, She's a mother to uh, adult children. She considers them to be her greatest achievements in life. She received her MPH, which is her master's in public health in behavioral health and health education in 2008. She utilizes her knowledge and skills as a health ministry leader at Bountiful Blessings World Fellowship to keep the congregation informed about health concerns such as heart disease, high blood pressure, and stroke. She is also an avid marathoner. Um, having completed 24 marathons and several short distances. And Anna enjoys encouraging others to engage in some form of physical activity um, and uh, just do it daily and to help keep their weight under control and to maintain a good heart health. Um, I wanted to talk to um, Anna today because she is an avid marathon runner. And when we talk about life and the, the word of God, it refers to us running a race. And I just wanted to get her take on it and just see how much of just running a race physically and then spiritually, how they kind of coincide and mirror each other. So how are you doing today, Anna? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. (laughs) No, it's it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, When we talk about just running the race, um, it's just an analogy, right? But how it, can we take that spiritually in the sense of how does they kind of reflect each other, actually running a race physically and then trying to do it in a spiritual aspect daily? Um, both are pretty closely related. I think that's why it was it's referred to in scripture, because God already knows everything. <laughs> and um, in a race, you have to train, you know, you have to discipline yourself to maintain good condition in order to finish the race. Mm. And you have to do it over a certain amount of time. You can't just do it once or twice. You have to do it consistently. And that mimics real life because in real life, we have ups and downs. And um, it's not just once or twice, but it happens repeatedly. So we have to kind of train our minds by studying the word of God to give us the strength to enable us to complete the course that we have been given in life. I mean, they're both pretty synonymous to me. (laughs) Um, It's like running a race is training hard. And then in the spirit, we have to train hard too by reading the word of God, studying his word um, and just standing on his promises. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, before we get into even a little bit further, what would be like three things or three characteristics that you would say that you embody or you have that actually helps to sustain you through this, through either physical uh, running or just your race spiritually? Those things that, well, maybe not necessarily characteristics, but just those things in life that helps to sustain you um, while you're doing uh, it, while you're training, while you're actively uh, running. Well, I, I think three words that describe me are tenacious. I'm a tenacious individual, which is, you know, tenacity means determination. So Mm -hmm. I'm a very determined person. So when I make my mind up to do something, 
I pretty much get it done, whether it's immediately uh, or it takes longer than I anticipate, it, it gets done. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a tenacious person and that it takes tenacity to make it in this spiritual journey called life too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second term that would describe me would be um, loyal. I'm a loyal person. Um, and all I can say on that one is that if you can remain married to the same person for 34 years, that in itself shows loyalty. <laughs> so, <laughs> and again, that kind of is, um, kind of goes with our spiritual journey too, being loyal to the word of God uh, by following it, by obeying it and keeping the commandments in it. Uh, that helps us make it through our journey in this life. Yeah, well, you you said you said too, but I I was want to start with loyal loyal for just a second, and you referred to just relationships. One of them being marriage. Um, remember, considering our spiritual journey is not just about us, right? You know, we're, we're moving, we're progressing, we're trying to make things happen, we're trying to honor God. But then, as you brought up, there's relationships involved. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. other people that we have to consider as we're running our spiritual races and how do you deal with that? Like say, yes, we have our issues. We have our things that we're trying to fight through, but then you have partners in in sense of marriage. And then we have children, you know, how do we, you know, I guess manage those relationships as we're trying to progress in our race. Well, it's not easy. Uh, It's not easy at all, but with God, all things are possible. And you just have to stay um, in the word is what I would say. You know, sometimes when I'm feeling very selfish, (laughs) uh, my husband and I, it's just the two of us now because our kids are grown. But um, I have to remind myself of what the word of God says to esteem others better than myself and then to, you know, submit to my own husband. So when you know the word of God, you know what to do. It's just a matter of doing it. And you have to pray for his strength constantly in order to give you, enable you to be able to even obey it because it's not easy. It's hard. You have to sacrifice. (laughs) And that's one, and you find it over and over again in the, in the word of God, talking about his grace, his divine enablement. It's like, yes, he's calling us to a place. We're, We're supposed to be getting somewhere, but he continues to let us know that I, I want to divinely enable you. I want to give you that grace. I want to empower you to do what I'm asking you to do. So we're not, we're running the race, but he's actually at, asking us to look back to him and say, help me to do it. And right. it's, it's important to realize that it's just not just for us, but even when we're dealing with other people and that selfishness, I know that speaks to me as a mom and a wife and, and just as a person, it's, it's like, I think, um, when I, okay, well, it's like when I got married, okay, first you think you're pretty selfless until you get married. And then you have to con- actually consider somebody else like constantly. And then you're like, okay, all right, God, I need to work on that. Yeah. And so you, you, it's a level that you have to work on. And then you have children. And then it's like, oh my goodness, you realize just, it's just like levels of selfishness that he just tries mm-hmm. to peel off of you constantly. Constant. Those relationships. Um, yeah. so thank you for bringing that up because I know in my life I'm constantly asking for grace in that area. Yeah, that's all of us. I mean, yeah. if we're really walking the walk, we, and that's where he wants us. He wants us to lean and depend on him because in us, we can't do it in our own strength. It's impossible. 
But like he said, what's impossible with man is impossible with God, is possible with God. So he wants us right where we're at. <laughs> so. so what actually drew you to um, to marathons? Uh, well, actually, my brother, he died at the age of 44. And um, when he died, I was thinking, gosh, you need to do something in his honor and remembrance. He was Marine. And so okay. was my father. So I thought, hey, there's a Marine Corps marathon. Why don't I try to train for that? So that's really the impetus behind my starting to run marathons. And, and I did complete it. <laughs> and I was excited. It was my fastest time four hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's what motivated me to want to do it. That's what really motivated me to want to get another degree in health behavior too, because he died so young. And I was like, I've got to do something to prevent other families from going through this anguish. So oh, okay. yeah, that was my motivation. Uh, your, the, the passing of your, your brother. Um, mm -hmm. So what caused you to continue to after beyond that? after successfully getting that good time on that first marathon? Well, once you become a runner, you get the runner's high and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to continue to improve. You want to continue to decrease your time. You want to continue to increase your pace. There's always something that you want to continue improving upon when you're running, when you're a runner. So that's what drew me to it. I was just like, I could never... Um, perfect whatever I was trying to perfect. So I just had to continue running until I actually got there. And of course, you'll never get there. At least I haven't. So uh, I'm still running, just not as much because I'm getting older. But <laughs> yeah. So I mean, how do you think that mirrors in, in life? Just we, once we, we start our race, you know, we have some successes. How does that mirror it all? Or do you think it actually takes a, a, a turn spiritually? I think they kind of, it, it mirrors real life because I mean, sometimes um, when you're running, you're trying to keep up with somebody else. Mm -hmm. you, you see them flying past you and you, so you just try to go as fast as they go. And then that makes you kind of slow down uh, to almost to the point of not being able to finish. Okay. Whereas it, like in real life, when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know, have a big house or a nice car, that can slow you down too. It could possibly get you in debt trying to live above your means. Mm -hmm. So um, I think running pretty much mirrors life in, in several ways. Oh, okay. Just have to run your own pace. <laughs> so Okay, so that's one thing to just learn when we're racing physically and spiritually is you like said, run your race. You're not, right. you're not looking at to other people. They may inspire you. You know, it's yeah. good that they're doing that. It's good that awesome things are happening for them, but don't try to become them, you know, stay in your right. lane and let God pace you to get into your different um, achievements and goals. Right. Um, have you seen that in your life in the sense of that acknowledgement of just letting God uh, mediate your timing in life? Yeah, I mean, just in general, even in races, when, you know, my pace is like 10 and a half, 11 minute mile, whereas somebody else may do a, be doing a five minute mile. Uh, when I try to get at that pace, I can only go for a very short time and then I'm winded. I'm completely exhausted, almost to the point of just wanting to give up. So in life, I just try to, in real life, 
I just try to run my own pace. I try to walk my own journey, mm. even though sometimes I look at other people and I see what they have. I, I admire that, but I'm like, okay, Anna, don't even try it because you already know you don't have the money or the time. So uh, God helps keep me with a level head in that. And I, I appreciate him for doing that. <laughs> Uh, you, you mentioned tenacity and when we read James, the first chapter, it talks about just having this endurance and having this faith and just keep, you know, moving and, and, and going. When we talk about being tenacious, it means like just, just determined to make it happen. Is there, is there in life or even with racing, is it a point where we say, okay, maybe it's time to let go or maybe it's time to stop. Should we have those moments in life? Are there those kind of moments in life or is it just about making something happen? Uh, yeah, there are moments in life when we should kind of give up. I mean, um, for instance, when I'm trying to witness to somebody, um, when I see that, you know, when I continually try to witness to them and they're, they have an antagonistic frame of mind, I'm like, okay, let's just stop, stop pressuring them. Uh, you've planted the seed, let somebody else water it and let God add the increase. Now I haven't completely given up on that person, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm just gonna pray behind the scenes and continue to let my light shine before them so that they can see the gospel instead of me constantly you know, preaching or talking to them about it. So times like that, you have to kind of um, be in tune to the spirit, what he's saying to you. So you know when it's time to give up. And I, to sum that up, I'm just gonna say, when you see the end result is not gonna be positive or beneficial, just it, it might be time to give up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they, so it's, it's important to have a little, be able to look down the road a little bit, what, what you're doing, what you're working at. Is it actually going to give you the results that you're trying to get, or is it going to give you something negative or something opposite of what you're actually trying to, and you use the example of just witnessing. Yeah. And even in that, when you're saying, it's not that you don't want the end result, it's just how you're going about it at that point doesn't seem like it's going to bring it about. Yeah. And so you said, I'm not giving up. It's just that I'm actually approaching it a different way. I'm praying and I'm yeah. allowing God to bring about that end goal. Yeah. Um, and so even when we're talking about tenacity and you're saying it's, it's not necessarily giving up. It's just saying, God, you're giving it to God. Yes. And, and that's so important in a lot of things in our lives. A lot of things we hit so many, we can hit so many walls or uh, see so many endpoints that don't even seem desirable with how we're going about something. And so it's, it's great to know that God is there, you know, for those moments where um, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen or how we know to bring it about is not going to be successful. But we can look to God and say, if this is what you're desiring to, if this is your will, Yes. Lord, I give it to you. If it's something else for me to do, if it's just for me to pray. But if I need to work harder, give me the strength to work harder. But sometimes we have to know when to just ask God, just say, what yes. is it that I'm supposed to be doing in this moment? And as you said, if sometimes it's just saying, Lord, it's you, I'm just going to continue to pray for your will to be done on, on that person's behalf or mm -hmm. even in that particular situation. So, yes. Um, so with your, with being tenacious and, and that, that, that drive to make things happen. Um, 
how do you think that benefits you in life? How has that allowed you to, to you know, be successful or just to be loyal? The other, the other words you, you use to describe yourself. Well, I mean, like I said before, usually when I say I'm going to do something, I do it with the exception of getting that vet, veterinarian degree. I did not do that. <laughs> but I mean, that's okay. Evidently, God didn't want me to do it. So <clears throat> otherwise, it would be done. <laughs> Um, but being tenacious, it's just, it's helped me throughout my whole life. It's helped me graduate from an undergraduate school. It's helped me at what, several years later to go back to graduate school and get a degree. Um, it's helped me throughout my job, employment history or career. It's just helped me in life all around. It's definitely helped me in my marriage because, at some point, sometimes I didn't think we'd make it. Uh, it's been 34 years this past February, and it hasn't been a walk in the park. It hasn't been a cakewalk, but uh, God has been gracious. And like I said, I made the vow before God So mm -hmm. and friends and family, so I'm determined to make it work, hell or high water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... You, the, you had brought up the, the whole veterinary thing, veterinarian thing. And it's like, you know, it's like, that's one of those things, like we can have these desires, you know, those things that we want to make happen, the things we believe we'll enjoy. And when they don't come about, when we're, you know, goal oriented or tenacious, how do we deal with those things not coming about? How do we deal with that and, and kind of move on and see, okay, that's not the will of God. How did you yeah. deal with that? Well, I just, and I still do, I just tell myself that evidently it's not God's will for me to have that role. And then he reminds me that uh, wherever he places me, I can be a light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. I mean, his ultimate goal is for us to, you know, let our light so shine before men that men may see our good works and bring glory to him, our father in heaven. Mm -hmm. So he can use us and he has used me right where I am. And I'm just thankful for that. Uh, sometimes I have regrets because I didn't go to vet school or med school, but I mean, I'm content. I mean, I, he's made me content. Uh, his word says to therewith be content, you, you know, mm -hmm. be content in all things in all situations. So um, I'm prayerful that he keeps me content and uh, just have to pray a lot because sometimes I do want to go back and revisit that thought, but mm -hmm getting a little bit too old for that so. I mean I mean when you look at it well anything's possible I don't you know yeah. I'm not gonna say I mean, I'm, I'm the one who's not never gonna say no or is not but because God you never know but mm -hmm. um but in the sense of like you said you do have to be realistic with some of your goals and and then see what you do have you know like you said it's not necessarily about meeting those points all the time that we've had in our head but it's like where I'm at, am I actually glorifying God? Am I actually being a light? Right. And I think we can sometimes forget about that's the main point. You know, we get so caught up in that yeah. goal that we had or that, you know, that, that, that mile marker we're trying to meet that we may not be shining like we're supposed to be shining. And then it's like, mm -hmm. what's the point of running? <laughs> you know, what's the point right. of, of actually being in this place if we're not going to make 
impact um, and the people around us. I mean, but we all do have our points. We have our low points. That's why we, the, the word of God tells us about being a part of the body of Christ. So we do have people who support us and encourage us and, and build us up in those low points. And that's another thing that we have to consider is even though we're running a race, a marathon is a, as long, it's a long period of time. And we can say stuff about pacing and all that. But even in that, I mean, even in marathons, things happen, right? Has ever been a marathon that you weren't able to finish or somebody you may know, you know, uh, because it's it's, it's an extended period of time. Yeah. Marathon is 26.2 miles. So it's pretty lengthy. Um, I have all I've never gotten a DNF, which is a did not finish. And I'm glory to God for that. But there's been a time that I almost did because I had the D word, the runs from mile three all the way to the 26.2 mile mark. And I got very dehydrated, but there goes that tenacious spirit. I was like, hey, I paid for this race. I flew out of town for this race. I'm finishing, even if I have to cross the finish line smelly. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, the time was not the greatest, but the thing is just like in life in our spiritual journey, finishing, you know, those that endure to the end shall be saved. Finishing is what we want. That's the reward we want. We want to finish with honors so we can receive a crown to throw at the feet of the Lord. So there you go. And, and to talk about endurance, what is actually endurance? I mean, a lot of people, when we think about stuff, we just don't want to feel pain. We don't want to feel discomfort. I mean, what's the importance of endurance? The importance of endurance is... Uh, it gives you the strength to continue to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have that spirit of perseverance, perseverance and endurance, they're both the same thing. And again, that's why I like running because sometimes I get tired. Sometimes, you know, uh, I don't feel well, but I just have to push through it and persevere and then it's over with. I mean, and what helps you though? What helps you to push through? What helps you to say, okay, I'm not feeling the best or I, I don't even feel like doing it. What helps you to push through to get to that finish? Uh, well, when I'm very tired and weak, I'm, I always say I can do all things through Christ, Philippians 4.13. And I just, I, I concentrate on the Lord. Uh, I listen to meditations a podcast on my MP3 when I'm running. I listen to uh, uplifting spiritual music, spiritual songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, stuff like that. It compels you to keep going. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said earlier, you do have to have um, some good motivation. You mm -hmm. have to have sometimes people there to encourage you. If it's not people, it, like I said, it can be a podcast, music, something that you're listening to while you're running that really is um motivating to me audio books <laughs> uh it takes the time away listening mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff the time just disappears you're done before you know it almost so mm -hmm. yeah that helps and and i think and i think what, what one of the thing you're you're kind of emphasizing is just like it's, it's a mental thing also right it oh, can yeah. be physical but we actually need to cater to our mental, yeah. our mental selves. And actually this morning, um, I was driving my, my children to school and my son asked, why do you always listen to God music? You know, that's what he calls it. 
And I was like, and you know, it was a good, you know, you were like, you can give them a little whatever answer, but then it made me think, you know, the reason I actually listen to God music, yes, I can be listening to something else, but God music helps put me in a good mind space. You know, mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, traffic and stuff like that. And, but it's like, it puts me in a good mind space of, you know, who I'm supposed to be, you know, how I'm supposed to be acting, how I'm supposed to be looking at the day and how I'm supposed to be looking at people, how I'm supposed to be seeing how great God is through, for my day. And so it's like, it yeah. helps me mentally to prepare or at least give me a little better place that I might've been, you know, maybe yeah. getting up that morning, trying to get everybody out the house, um, put me in a better state of mind to say, okay, let me do this and not just do it any kind of way, but do it in a way that actually glorifies God. It kind of reminds me of that. And mm -hmm. so thank you for just saying, it's it's not necessarily, you said it's not, or do we always just gain something from this, just people, but we can also gain that encouragement and, and begin to condition ourselves mentally through, you know, podcasts, music and, and, and preaching. And that's not just in the marathon, right? It's, it's in right. life, you know, it's, it's life. going through. It's like, okay, put something good on that's going to enrich that's you right. and it's yeah. speak to you positively to build you up so you can continue to go through that day or continue to, to mm -hmm. struggle in whatever that situation in life is. Yeah, that's why we have all these resources. God has allowed us to have all of them because he knows this race in life called life is not easy. And we have to have constant encouragement in order to go on, especially as his return draws near. He told us to encourage one another even the more. Mm -hmm. So we've got podcasts, we've got audio books, we've got music, we've got YouTube. We've got so many different resources. We have no excuse not to be encouraged and motivated mm -hmm. to keep going. And like you said, yes, it is 90% mental running a race and then 10% physical. It's about the mind, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think we can forget that even not just physically, but sp spiritually, because we're so we're such physical beings. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. it's about doing something that we forget about the whole spiritual warfare, or that spiritual side of things that we, we're actually dealing with when we're going through life. Uh, can you speak to that just for a moment in the sense of getting beyond you know, our physical, yes, my husband may be acting up. Yes. You know, that co-worker may not be doing, you know, helping or being confrontational. How do we get beyond just looking at what's physically there to actually seeing spiritually what needs to be done so that we can actually be successful in these different areas in life? Um, well, sometimes I just, have to focus on the word of God because when I look at my relationship, sometimes my husband or even coworkers, colleagues, I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, you already know the word of God. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against powers, spiritual weakness in high places, rulers of the dark, you know, you know, the scripture in mm -hmm. Ephesians. So I focus on that and I know I'm not contending with the individual. And then I look at the other scripture um, in Matthew that says um, we're to love our neighbors as ourselves and mm -hmm. love God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. And when I look at the word of God and focus on it, it helps to put me in a better mindset as to what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, even if I am at odds with my spouse or colleague or coworker, if I'm loving them as I love myself, I'm going to treat them better. Mm -hmm. So 
that helps me kind of become more less selfish and more selfless. And it's not easy because you got to, you got to stay in the word in order to think like that. But again, that's where the Lord wants us. Uh, I use the acronym fully rely on God, frog, fully rely on God. <laughs> so he wants us to fully rely on God for everything in our lives, relationships, physical um, challenges, uh, employment challenges, school, everything, rearing of children. He wants us to fully rely on God for every aspect of our lives. And when you focus on the word of God, he helps to keep you in that mind mindset. Um, and we're talking about uh, the mindset and everything. And I know you came out with a journal, correct? Um, to actually, to track yourself mm -hmm. in training. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like a, calendar where you can track your distance, your miles, time, things like that. So what is it uh, called if people would like to um, get a hold of it um, or where they can okay, they find it or purchase it? Perpetual running journal for tracking. Well, you can't really see it, but it's a running journal for tracking distance and you can get it on Amazon, okay. amazon.com. Okay. <laughs> we'll make sure to have it on the, the description if anybody's interested, but I bring that up because what is the importance of actually tracking yourself in your training and in your progression um, in life as well as running? What's the importance of that? Okay. Um, well, I am a scientist. So um, if we can't measure it pretty much, it never happened. So <laughs> you have to track things. Uh, as a matter of fact, as an athlete, I track what I eat. I write everything down that I eat, what I drink, how many minutes of physical activity I did, cardiovascular or weights, whatever I'm doing. I just document it. Mm -hmm. um, and that lets me know that I've actually done it. And you can use it as a comparison from one month or one year to the next to see how much you've progressed. Mm -hmm. And in life, um, I think that's the, you should do the same thing. You should track, um, like journal out answers to prayers that uh, you've made to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, date it, put it, write down your question that you'd ask him and then date the time and, or the date that he answered. Mm -hmm. So you can look back on that and that helps you to remember that God can bring you through things. Mm -hmm. so so tracking is very important for everything. Uh, again, if you don't, if you can't measure it, it really never happens. So tracking is a form of being able to measure um, your success in whatever activities you're participating in. And and you find in the Word of God how um, He would ask, He would tell them to put like markers up there, right? He'll tell mm -hmm. them to put like this stone here to um, commemorate something that He's done for them, or that grace marker, that triumphant marker. He would have the the children of Israel to put these things there, and as as a reminder, right? A reminder of how far you've come, a reminder mm -hmm. of how strong and awesome and loving and forgiving God is. And we need those reminders, especially during the hard times, you know, like if, if we're just struggling, we're at that, that 15 miles and it's like, you know, this is just, this is, I feel horrible. Why am I yeah. even doing this? And you that's the same it. in life. I'm in the situation. This is horrible. Why am I even here? And then right. you can go back and say, you know, you go to your journal and you look at all the prayers that he's answered. You mm -hmm. go back and you say, you look at the triumphs that through Christ you've been able to achieve. Yeah. And then you're like, 
okay, God with you, let's keep, you know, let's make it happen. Let's keep going on. Let's, let's do it. So as you said, is sometimes we can forget, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we didn't write it down, if we didn't track it, it's like, I, you know, you think about five years from now, it's like, Oh, I didn't even remember that happened, you know, right. um, because uh-huh. so much goes on, but then you, you can go back and you look at it and you say, okay, that's refreshing. You know, mm-hmm. I have, a, I serve a faithful God, you yeah. know, he can empower me to, to get over this, this, this thing too. And, um, so as you, as you do your tracking, um, and you say, so you do you actually also do journaling, as you said, with your prayers and in your scriptures and, Yeah, I've done it throughout the years, but I haven't been real consistent. I mean, I probably have been consistent, but it's not real well organized. They're they're in different books and journals throughout the house. Well, you sound about like me. I'm, you know, I like to write stuff down. I have something from 2016 in the book and something from 2020 in the book. And then this other book I have just, you know, it's I just keep it all because it's it's stuff written everywhere, you know. And it's like you just want to you just want to take note of it, you know, take note of what's going on in your life and and stuff. Right. Especially the older you get, you really have to start writing stuff down. I know I do at least. And I'm gonna do better. I've got to be more consistent and consolidate everything into one one area so my kids will have it when I'm gone. Because <laughs> it does no good if it's thrown strewn throughout the house and they can't put their hands on it. So <laughs> and, and we're talking about just you know, you were saying tracking the journal journaling how um how you how you're doing. Um how how do you do you track the to do you track yourself or journal to see where you want to be at? Do you do that also? I'm sorry. Can you request? Can I'm you, sorry. Um, so do you make do you set goals also with your tracking or with your journaling? Do you set goals and say like in three months I want to be this or in a oh, year yeah. I want to achieve that? Yeah. Um, I always have some kind of goal to be shooting for, but. <laughs> As I've aged, it's like I'm always getting over some kind of a injury because I guess the wear and tear on the joints, I don't know. But anyway, I still have to have to set goals because where there's no vision, the people do perish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just track it like I'll just make a note in my journal and say, this is where I'm at on such and such a date. Hopefully in the next quarter, I'll reach this mark and then the next quarter, if I get over there and I'm not at that mark, I'm like, well, I'm close, but I haven't achieved it yet. So let's just keep going until I reach that mark. And then I can set another goal once I reach it. So that's kind of uh, well, you, you, you mentioned age a, a few times. And what is what's the value in acknowledging where you your season in life and being gracious with yourself in that season? Well, I mean, you have to acknowledge it. It's going to make you acknowledge it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, it's not. Just, I mean, we could say age, but I'm just saying there's different seasons in life. Like, um, even yeah. like, just say if you're a young mother, you can't do quite as much. You may not be able to do the running and the ripping just because you have young children who's tied to you. You know, so it's like, right. how do we acknowledge the season we're in and be okay with it? <laughs> You just have to embrace it and accept it because you can't really change anything. I mean, you know, um, like I said, I'm 53. So uh, I'm at a point in my life where I can't 
run um, maybe three marathons in one year like I used to be able to do. If I can do one now, I'm happy. So Mm -hmm. you just have to kind of accept the level and the season that you're in and be grateful that you're able to still continue to do whatever you want to do in that season of life. Mm -hmm. So have you have you also like been able to do you add other things for those gaps or do you just say, okay, you know, well, yeah, I add other things like more stretching and uh, more Pilates stuff. That's going to help my joints become more flexible Mm -hmm. instead of constant impact of running. Um, Yeah. You have to add other things (laughs) when you're a runner, otherwise you're going to go down completely. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, in life, I think you should add other things too. Uh, in your different seasons of life. Like my kids are grown now, so I do have more freedom to be able to run and rip and go visit people and, you know, that are sick or in need or something. I have that that ability to do now since I don't have any little kids attached to my hip. So you just have to embrace and accept whatever season in life that you're in. Yeah, I mean, and with you, if you don't mind sharing, has it been uh, easy for you to, to see those transitions or has it been something to struggle with each time when you hit those those transitionings and seasons in life? Yeah, it's kind of been a struggle because, I mean, it's like each time when my kids come home to visit or something and then they leave, it's like um, empty nest all over again. <laughs> So I have to get over that. And I I constantly have to pray and seek the Lord for his grace to do that. And then as well as uh, hitting age 50, menopause is no joke. So it's like, (laughs) it's real. It's a physiological (laughs) reaction. (laughs) So uh, it was hard, but again, just praying my way through it. And then some things I can't do anymore. I can't like drink stuff that has a lot of caffeine in it because it exacerbates my hot, you know, what are they called? Hot flashes. It's just things you you can't do as much and you just have to accept it. Otherwise you're going to be miserable. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a a mentality of not saying you're, you're giving up or there's a defeatist mentality, but it's accepting who you are and seeing the beauty of what you can, what you can do. Cause it's not, not what you can't do. It's about what you can do. Um, yeah, and we can, we can be so limiting if, if things don't appear like we want, if, if we can't do this or we can't do that, then we limit ourselves and act like, okay, there's just nothing to life. You know, we can't okay. get a little dramatic, but yeah. <laughs> we can also, but it's nice when we can step back and say, and, and accept the beauty of life. Um, there's a description, I guess it's, I'm keep, it keeps coming up. So it's for me. Um, it says, this is the day that the Lord has made rejoice and be glad in it. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't, it didn't say because everything was going well, you rejoiced and was, you were glad in it. It wasn't because, you know, you got that promotion or you were able to, you know, the key, you know, mm-hmm. it's not because things happen like you want it to happen. That's why you rejoice. Mm-hmm. No, you rejoice because God has made this day yeah. and you, you have the opportunity to That's rejoice right. and be glad in it. So it's, it's about that, that mindset that says, I'm going to enjoy this day because God has given it to me. He's given me life. And and I know that can be hard, right? Especially depending on what that load is for that day. But as you, as you spoke of, God is always just saying, I'm here, rely on me. I'm here. And I think it's, it's so beautiful. And I'm sure the listeners have seen it. Everything that you spoke of, 
you went back to what scripture you 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 founded yourself on what scripture you use to brace yourself with what scripture you use to build yourself up with and so we see that the word of god is there for us not just to you know speak it but to actually allow it to build us up to build our lives up to give us a structure for mm -hmm. living and i appreciate mm -hmm. you just just sitting down and just talking with us and just showing how the word the importance of the word of god um, the, the, the mentality of just acceptance of where we are in life and then just actually just inviting God into each season, each situation, wh whatever it is in life. Yes. Yeah. We have to lean and depend on him. I know I have all these years and if it hadn't been for him, like that song, if not for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I wouldn't be here. I'd probably be six feet under burning in hell. Mm -hmm. So, um, God is, he has been gracious and he is faithful to his word to keep his promises. He is. And even if you don't, you know, meet that mark or reach that goal that you wanted, you set out to reach again, it might not have been for God, God's will for you to do that. His will is not always ours. You know, he knows what's best. Mm -hmm. So we just have to accept it and be used wherever he plants us and just be thankful. Yeah, I'm going to just speak to one more thing. Um, there's a book that I'm reading and she makes a statement um, about, you know, this, this verse that says he works all things for our good. And then she says he didn't work things for our good in the sense of we got the job we asked for. <laughs> wow. He didn't work it in our good to say we got the, 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 that health report that we were looking for. He worked it out to our good in the sense of we were able to fulfill our purpose of glorifying him. And mm. I think when we, as you said, when we get in, when we get to looking at our life, as you said, and we say, wow. okay, this is about glorifying him. This is about being a light in the world. Then when we come back, it's not like, oh, God is doing me wrong. It's about, okay, how is God using this for good in the sense of what he purposed me for, not for what I thought. I was supposed to be doing or what I expect from him. And I think it, for me, it was refreshing just to, to view it that way, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it makes you shut your mouth a, <laughs> a little bit more. The yeah. things don't quite happen like you want it to. It's because in his wisdom, it's not about us just getting everything we want. It's oh, about no. honestly just forming us and be, making us the people that actually glorify him. And it's, it's something, you know, there's so many different levels to it. And there's so many ways we can glorify him. And I think we're constantly challenged, you yes. know, constantly challenged in our thoughts, you know, our conversations, our interactions, yeah. even our pursuits in life. It's it, we're constantly challenged. And and so we have to be in that, yeah. that you said, that tenacious mentality of just saying, let's be faithful, let's endure, let's build ourselves up. And, um, I know you, you said the word of God, we said um, encouraging, but just reiterate for us, what are some things that you use to just build yourself up for the race of life? Um, Basically, like I said, it's the scriptures. If I don't stay in them, I will lose my mind. And I do that by listening to the different um, radio broadcasters. I like Dr. Tony Evans. He's a real good sound teacher. Dr. Charles Stanley, he's really good. Even Pastor Stephen Christian, he's a really good uh, teacher of the word of the gospel, Christ. But 
as long as I'm listening to them, like the scripture says, he will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we trust him. When I'm focused on the word, I'm okay. But when I go astray from that, that's when I start focusing on my problems, on my worries, on the cares of life. And I start dwelling on them. And that's when I start getting depressed and down. So we just have to focus on the word of God, stay in the scripture. That's that's what I live by. At least I'm, I'm trying to anyway, do my best to. Okay. And you said something and I, I want to just let you clarify just so people don't get a, a one, one, because sometimes people say when they, when they hear a bunch of talk just about scripture, you know, you know, the word of God, the word of God, and it's to some people, they cringe, but for, you know, when you actually see how you, when you apply it, it works, you know, you, you don't feel that way so much about it, but how, can you explain how it's not about the word of God is not a way to avoid, but it's actually right. a way to accept and to tackle. Yes. I know somebody close to me, very close to my heart. They think that following the word of God is uh, painful and it can be because, you know, it tells us not to do certain things, but I try to tell them, God is only telling us to do things and not to do things for our benefit, mm -hmm. for our advantage. Mm -hmm. He tells us not to be drunk because he knows it's going to impact our physical, you know, our liver, going to impact the way we think. He tells us not to be gluttons because he knows, you know, it's unhealthy for us. Everything that he tells us, not, you know, uh, flea fornication, he knows that can bring about sexual, uh, dysfunction or disorders, diseases, everything he tells us not to do, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's for our good. If people would just think about it, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes I just want to be like, can you understand this? But again, the scripture, you know, it says that these things are foolishness to some people because they don't accept it. Mm -hmm. So uh, unless he opens up their eyes to be able to see that, they will never see it. Mm -hmm. But uh Based on my experience, I know that everything that he warns us against doing or instructs us not to do or tells us to do, it's something that's going to build us up, something that's going to make us more like him mm. to uh, conform us to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the word of God is not a coverall for avoidance. You know, it's not like I don't want to deal with this. So I say the word of God. I don't want to I don't want to think about this. So I say the word of God. But the word of God is, as you said, actual instruction is actually yeah. the word of God is an active thing. It's supposed to be an active thing in our lives where we're applying it and walking it out. So when you say right. when so when we say stuff like um, uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength, how does that even apply? <laughs> You know, in a sense of, you know, yeah. it's not like we just saying, okay, just because God is there, I have joy. I mean, what is right. the scripture actually saying? It's saying, I know that God is there. I'm going yes. to depend on him. And yes. so because he's loyal, he, I can trust him. He's there to help me. I'm going to have right. joy. You know, it brings right. about joy, not because yes. I threw it at him. I don't have to, you know, joy automatically happens, but it's a choice, right? Yeah, everything we do, pretty much, we have a choice as to whether to do it. Now mm -hmm. he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, you know. So when we, we're told to do things in Scripture or by the Scripture, we should do them. Because in the end, uh, we will be rewarded and ultimately God will be glorified. Mm -hmm. So. 
Yeah, so there's actually, it's not just do as I say type thing. It's I right. do as I say, because I want to reward you. As you said, I want to make you better. I want to make you more like Christ. I want yeah. you to actually yeah. get something out of this. Um, it's not just, okay, I just want to be all controlling, all powerful, and you just do what I say. It's no, I want to bring better for you. I want to um, make you better. And, right. and so when we can see that, when we embrace that, we can walk through life, but a little bit more peace and joy in who God is and what he wants for us and what he's telling us to do. Um, right. is, is there any la uh, last words that you would like to share with us or a prayer that you would like to pray over us as we, as we say, okay, I want to run this race and I want to run it, as you said, with um, tenacity, with perseverance um with a loyalty uh what what would you have to say to us or what kind of prayer would you like to pray over us um for that uh well i don't really have a prayer i would just summarize and just say um that we have to just stay focused on the word of god um and the trials of life they will come but if we just continue to dwell on his promises and his word, he will help us to make it through them. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so very much for sitting down and just talk to, talking to us about racing, not just um, um, you know, on the pavement, but actually just in life and seeing yeah. that there is reward in it. Uh, that is not just about, you know, pushing through the hard times is actually about realizing the rewards and, and the blessings of God in life. So thank you for being with us, um, Anna. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Bye. We here at Ace Park Ministries trust that you were blessed by this episode of Embracing Abundant Life podcast. Take the opportunity to subscribe and share. I look forward to hearing from you. So contact me by emailing avis at asparkministries.com and send me your prayer requests, your questions, your impressions, or your topic ideas. If you'd like to find other inspirational material or devotionals or videos, visit asparkministries.com. Also, remember to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. We are here to ignite a spark that inspires. We pray God's grace and wisdom walks you through this season.